At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We are officially recording on this. Uh, I don't know if it's raining there, but it's raining here. Rainy it, Sunday night. No, it 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 sprinkled a little bit yesterday, but it it's not much for rain here, man. It's like the Serengeti. My yard is getting pretty rough. It's it's rained all day here to the point where tomorrow morning's horse show might be in jeopardy of being pushed back a little bit. So why well, first first day show them in the rain. Well, it might wash out the arena a little bit. So, there you go. Never know. And then Tuesday morning. I think Tuesday, it just keeps. What's that? It just keeps it interesting. Nothing. Go ahead. Tuesday morning what? Well, two, and then Tuesday, I'm an, they, they wrote me into announcing the horse show. So, I, I get to be there all day, rain or shine. And, and uh. That sounds tell like who, fun to me. Tell who won and tell who uh, who's up and on deck and everything like that. And I said, well, I'm going to have to keep it interesting. So um, we'll see. We'll see what I come up with for the kids. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Well, at least you keep clean. They'll ask you well, back next year. I mean, I'd do something like that, and they'd be. Well, I, I I did it last. The year. sheriff That's would be waving me down from the <laughs> stands. Well, they they I they had me do it last year one one of the days, and so that's why they asked me back because I kept it clean. So you're telling me I need to not keep it clean so I don't get asked back next year. Well, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I I I started reevaluating my entertainment career while uh, earlier this week, and and so. I wouldn't even know where to begin, giving somebody <laughs> advice, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Why you know what you... Celtex is, right? No, what's it's, Celtex? Well, it's like Final Draft. But oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a screenwriting software, okay? Yeah. So, 
I decided in in my in my I had a little free time this summer, and I thought, well, what I would do is write three or four pages, maybe five pages a day for a month, and then I'd have it done, right? That's that's always a great plan, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I listened to somebody, uh, Melanis or somebody, you know, he, 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 apparently he wrote, writes five or six pages of something before he even gets a cup of coffee in the morning. Ooh, before a cup of coffee? Because he says, man, if he gets a cup of coffee or back in the day smokes, it, the world just gets away from him. You know, you know what I mean? I, okay. Like, you have to do it anyway. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, of course, I had to reset my username and password because, well, first of all, I got this, my, my laptop I bought brand new in 2015. I think, okay, I think it was it was right along with President Trump's election, his original election. So I needed a laptop. I go down to Best Buy. You know how it is. Give me the cheapest laptop you got. Dude's trying to tell me. I don't know what he's trying to tell. So there in the bottom of this rack, I pick up this Dell, and I pulled it out, and brought it home and it was already like a year old you know when you fired up and i went to about it was already a year old right or two years maybe i don't remember okay 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 so i got on uh new egg and i got it holds 16 gigs of ram but it had like one stick of four in there so i had i got two eights beefed up my ram to the max re-let I know this is too much information for most people. Reinstalled my Windows, took all the bloatware off of it, and it is the best three hundred dollar computer plus my RAM, so three seventy five. For three hundred seventy five bucks, I have taken this computer literally all around the world. Okay, and it developed a I'm going to call it perpendicular, but that's not right. Uh, not what's what's the opposite of her, a horizontal, vertical. It's got a vertical line that's now uh, expanded into about seven or eight of them. It makes about a quarter. There's a little gaps in between. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven is real close, and there's a gap to eight. Like rainbow ribbon, a little <laughs> bit to the left to center. Okay. And it's been that way since... I don't know. I guess my brother's untimely passing right around then. Okay. So, <clears throat> and I got on, you know, you get on YouTube and you try to figure out, okay, is this hardware? Is this software? Try to fix this ribbon. Well, I know I'm meandering here, but bear with me. So, I don't really want to replace this thing because if I spend, you know, four or $500 on another computer, that's either less gas I can give to OPEC, less less money I can buy to support OPEC, or bullets, okay? I can't buy as many bullets. So I decided to fight through the vertical line and sign in my cell text and finish one of these screenplays. Of course, I had to reset my username and password, and when I do that, you know, and that's a whole other deal, right? 
because you're going, okay, I'm going to set my password to this. It won't let me because it says you can't reuse your password. Well, dude, you just told me I didn't have the password. So not, you know what I mean? So I finally get in there and I see some of these things have been on my dashboard since 2012 because I had them on the, in the cloud in 2000, you know, in between computers, this computer, you know, so they have essentially lasted the whole service life. Cause this morning when I signed onto my computer, it wanted me to update and restart last night. When I shut it off, it said update and restart night before last. So I said, okay, update and restart. So then I turned it on yesterday morning, which is Saturday, I guess. It tells me it's updating, stand by. So, and then after it finished updating, I get a warning from, from Windows saying, you've got 8.1 and we're not going to service you from after whatever day, September 1st. You've been reached the service, end of the service life for your computer. Click here, shop for a new computer. So, of course, I click there and I don't want a new computer. So, I got to navigate this whole system to get to a thing to click a thing to click a thing to tell me what the specs are for windows 10 you know upgrade to windows 10 well then it tells me my machine can't do windows 10 dude I'm, i've got your specs in one window i've got my machine specs in the other window this machine will do windows 10 <laughs> but windows 10 says we can't load it we want you to get a new machine <laughs> But the whole thing was, I have had things, so I, I hearken back, you know, I read a thing on J.K. Rowling one day where she said it took 10 years to write the first Harry Potter, okay? So I said, you know, I need to finish one of these because that's gold, right? I, it's like a bottle of whiskey. I've been listening to this There Will Be Whiskey podcast or There Will Be Bourbon podcast, and this is like a single barrel. My, my laptop here is like a single barrel of 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 <laughs> bourbon okay and yeah. and i can't recreate any of these projects with another barrel right there'll be a different barrel okay true but, true but they true. have they have aged the appropriate time that one of them is bound to be hit and i can say it took me 10 years to finish it <laughs> and people will go and what that does is it keeps the tire kickers away so all those people out there in podcast world that want to write their own screenplay they go, shit, I'm not going to do it if it takes 10 years. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's uh, a hit I took to keep the competition down. I, now, thanks. I see Stallone, huh? Thank you. Thank you for taking that hit. For all now, I read where Stallone did Rocky in two weeks. No, he did it in uh, three days. Is that true? That's what he said. I just, I just hey, read the article. I was just saying. And that's just, why, hey, that's why they screwed him out of his production credits. Well, why, because they didn't take him serious. Because he walked in there and said, "I wrote this in three days," and they said, "Well, screw this dude. Why do we need to give him anything? He can just write another one." Well, <laughs> well, the uh, story is, is he's mad because now, of course, he probably wrote read it with it. I mean, what do you write back in a typewriter or a pen and paper? What well, had to be a typewriter? I mean. You, I mean, you. So how would they would do even... that? Did they set all their tabs and shit back then? Oh yeah, you. Nobody would even take you serious with a screenplay if you didn't type it out. And there's certain. I mean, you know that there's certain formats. But the well, story I, yes is and no. Hold on a second. Yes and no. This is the deal. I want to. You know, you and I have different energy, as you well know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Other than. Topping out in high school in 1989, 
as studs in our hometown. Okay. <laughs> we 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 differ in certain things. So I think you have played by the rules the last two and a half decades. Three decades. Let's just say three decades. All right. All right. Where I have taken shortcuts. So when somebody says they won't take your screenplay serious unless it's in the correct form, you know, because that's what the marketing and, and final draft always did. Remember, you know, it's used by more people and more screenplays. More that's because you guys freaking invented the software to begin with. Well, well, I'm going. I'm going all the way back to Sid Field in the uh, in the screenwriting book. You know how to write a screenplay. That's right. So I just want to know what screenplays did he write? Sid Field. Yes. He wrote a couple, but none that were. There you go. So you he, got a dude. But he was got a dude. <laughs> but you got to remember. Only in Hollywood, only in the entertainment business, do you have a bunch of people that haven't done anything tell a bunch of people that want to do something that they can't unless you do it the way I want it. And you just want to say, as a as that, a normal person, right? You but that's not say, right. That's not right. That happens in every in a lot of stuff. It happens at the post office. Happens in politics. It happens in yeah. Uh, because the coaching world, you know, it happens in a lot of places. So what do you do? Do you listen to these people or do you carve your own path? Uh, you know, the difference between just writing something out longhand and typing it out is pretty big. And, and not just that. I'm just talking about I think the story would tell itself, Does it? would it not? I mean, if you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's, that's a good you, start. And it got that's a, a good you start. know this as well as anybody. It's not what you write. It's who reads it. Right. So if you're yes, playing one of these yeah. things where you're 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 writing this stuff and, and doing these contests, you know what I'm talking about, screenplay mm-hmm. contests, and you get you read who's writing them and, it's the, and they were like the third set screen script runner. They were whatever for something that you never heard of and knew never heard of. And then, you know what I mean? It, they never say Quentin Tarantino's reading our script. Right. It's always it's his our, assistant or, yeah. It's not even so. his assistant. It's like somebody's assistant to assistant because the dudes that are making movies have got too much freaking time. I mean, too much on their plate to just read something. But when they get it, okay, and I'm trying to think, what's some of the good movies that were made before the screen? They were they were filming before the script was finished. Well, Jaws is one of them. There you go. They were there rewriting that. Every there you night. go. Every now they had a book to go by. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There you yeah. go. So what I'm saying is the story is what sells, not the 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 tabs and the indents and the you know in the in the in the spelling, right? Well, true, but to even get to the point where somebody would read it, you have to it has to look like the screenplay. But which, is, which segues into another thing, and here we're going off somewhere completely opposite of where we were going to start with. But <laughs> when you type in like Celtex or Final Draft, see, I'm dying on Final Draft because I bought Final Draft for this computer when I bought this computer like six, seven years ago. Okay, six years. You know how many people are listening that are like, what are these guys talking about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> all it takes is one person to know. And it's one not just Final one. Draft. All kinds of people have been screwed around by software. Right? True. I would say so. so it just, yeah. This is a screenwriting software. So so I went to reload it. It failed. I, you know, it won't, it won't repair itself, right? Because it's now it's like on Final Draft 7 or 11, and I bought 6 or 7, right? So I called customer service, and you know what they, their answer was? 
we'll just buy the newer edition. <laughs> well, the newer edition ain't going to help me. Oh, they go, oh, you know, it's got, it'll help you make storyboards. It'll help you do this and help you do that. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't even know what freaking day it is until Shane texts me to tell me if we're podcasting or my kid tells me it's, he's got to go to baseball practice or my other kid tells me she's got to go to tennis practice. Unless somebody tells me I live my life with two dogs and they are the same every day. <laughs> okay. They get up, they go over my closet. They want a pig ear to chew on. They want to go out and bark at the deer or chase something in the yard and they don't care. So when this woman's telling me about making storyboards, wanting me to spend another 175 bucks. And I said, you know how many bullets I can buy for 175 bucks. And that's when they hung up on me. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know, the, I think everybody needs has goals to be the howler. Living, huh? living. I think everybody should have the goal to live like the howler, wanting to spend money on bullets and not knowing what day it is. Be like the dog. Be like your dogs. Well, I don't know about that. I just, you know. <clears throat> Where was my point? My point was I've had these projects on my dashboard for 10 years, and I'm finishing one this month. Listen, I say that's the point. I I say if Sylvester Stallone can write a Oscar winning movie that has spawned nine. uh, You know, subsequent movies from six Rockies and three Apollo Creeds or whatever, I mean, and he can do it in three, two, three days. You should be able to finish something in a month. You started ten years ago. I mean, come on. Can't tell me Sylvester Stallone's better than you. Well, I don't know. Mine. I, you know, I can't decide which one I'm going to finish. I think I'm going to finish this truck driving movie. You know, it's been a long time. Maybe we can get Chris Christopherson to come out of retirement. Ooh, to you better get that. You better get that done next. Next well, week. he's not in bad, that bad of shape. I, I think ah, he's, uh, he's in pretty bad shape. Well, I heard that somewhere, but I didn't want to believe it. Yeah, I, I on it. I got a text. I think Tanya sent me a, t- a picture she took with him, and he's he looks in bad shape. I mean, I don't you know. Think he, well, he looks in bad shape. Well, now you just took the wind out of my sails. Huh? I don't look in too good a shape, but you know. There's plenty of other people we get for a truck driving movie. I, mean, I look in ter- absolute terrible shape, but you know that's part of my trade craft, being a gray man. When you've got to go out and infiltrate the world, and and I mean, when you <laughs> have to blend in, you don't want to look like a badass counterterrorism operator, right? Right. You want to you look, just like, gotta the, look like, like the everyman. Anybody, like the everyman. Yeah. You want to look like the everyman. But I, I don't remember. I went down to the Bass Pro World headquarters in Springfield, Missouri today. That's what I did on my Sunday, and. uh there's a lot of gray men down there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Any of them could look like they could deploy to a Waffle House or the White House, depending <laughs> on, <laughs> depending on what the you know what I mean. What who was who was who was needing help? Depending on who makes the call. Is that I, you know, I I don't know. <laughs> there was this guy, and do you know what that Punisher logo is? Uh, no, what's the put? I don't know what to put. Do I? It's anyway, the people that know, know what I'm talking about, right? It's okay, just okay. like a skull thing that these people, you know, it's on. You remember 25 years ago when they had them shirts that say no fear people walk oh. around with them. Remember them? 
Yeah, the people that had that, the most fear. Yeah. So there's this thing called the Punisher logo that I... It's alluded to in the Bradley Cooper movie about the, the Navy SEAL sniper that, 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 that they were putting this logo was created by these Navy SEAL kill teams or whatever, and they would spray it on their Humvees or whatever. So they would, so people would know who they were. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's just, personally, I think that would be terrible OPSEC. It was probably just for the movie because, you know, in, 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 a, in a battlefield environment, if you put something that said, hey, I'm a badass Navy SEAL, they would quit blowing up truck drivers and start blowing up Navy SEALs. Yep. But it sells in the movie, right? And they got merch. This world's full of merch, right? And it's got this skull. So I'm in Bass Pro, just looking like a dude in Bass Pro, right? That's 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 what the I'm number the number one gray man. Yeah, I'm the number one gray man. And my son, he had interacted with a friend of his. He said, "Oh, so and so's here here in the fishing department." Or, you know, the fishing. I don't know if you've probably never been there, but anyway, he wanted to go back down where the fishing poles and fishing roofs and stuff were. So I said, well, go on down there, buddy. I'll catch up with you. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. There's a big line. I didn't want to wait in line. So then I followed, and, you know, and, I, I'm, and I'm tailing my kid, but I'm not really tailing my kid. You know what I mean? I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping him in this. So he went and interacted with these, you know, kids from eighth grade or whatever. And I walked around this big old rack of fishing poles. And, and the fish, when I say big old rack of fishing poles, there's 3,000 fishing poles down there if there's one, right? I mean, yeah. you're at Bass Pro World Headquarters. And when I was a little kid, my buddy Brian, he'd always pick him poles up and you grab it by back here where the reel would be and you shake it to see how bad the tip would move. And that's how you decide if it was too stiff or too, you know what I mean? If it was light or heavy, what action it was, right? So <clears throat> I got this pole and then here my son comes over there and he goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, here, this is how you do it. You look at that. These two poles look the same, but one of them's got more shaking. You know, one of them's a, a medium and one of them's a heavy action. You know what I mean? Or one of them's, you know, one of them was like, I think, light medium and the other one's heavy medium. Like, there's a difference. But as I'm shaking this pole, this big badass tattooed guy, which is a whole nother thing. Okay. <laughs> Giant tattooed arms with a shirt that's two sizes too small for him with the Punisher logo on her. He goes, whoa, watch what you're doing with that. And I wanted to say, you know. If I looked like you and acted like you, I could eat rock and shit gravel, and I wouldn't be worried about getting smacked in the face with a fishing pole at Bass Pro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so either you're a badass or a poser. Which one is it? That's well, what I want to say to him. What do you think? I I don't know, and maybe that's the whole thing. I you know, and and I you know. I, I don't because there ain't no I mean I guess there's probably a few gray men left but I'm telling you what some of these guys out here they're walking around like they're ready to do something I don't know to who but <laughs> everywhere down here everywhere down I mean it's like it gets can be get edgy you know what I mean it's like Mexico you ever been to Mexico like true Mexico not I mean like true Mexico Juarez where you would just walk across the bridge pay a quarter <laughs> no, I've never. Did you know you get paid quarter when you walk across the bridge? So, is it like a kitty ride out in front of Walmart? No, it's like a what? it's like a toll. So when you cross <laughs> the bridge into Juarez from El Paso, um, like in the Johnny Cash song, right? He goes from Juarez uh, down to down to Juarez, Mexico, right? Isn't that where he I goes? Yes, is that Johnny Cash song? Well, I've been across the bridge. Isn't that the cocaine I, blues? Right, the cocaine blues. 
It could be. It could be. Okay. Yeah, okay. So there's an edginess to it. Not necessarily the first three or four blocks when you cross the bridge are relatively clean and heavily policed, right? Because all these Americans are coming over there to buy shit. Right? So it's fairly clean and it's it's heavily policed. But if you mess around and go one block across the street, there's an energy there that's kind of edgy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, kind of like being in downtown. Kind of like being in the bad parts of Detroit. Well, I don't know. Is there any bad parts of Detroit left? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> more than there is. Well, I don't know. That was 20 years ago. My bad. Time so flies. Sometimes Thanks. when I walk around here, I get that edginess. You know, I've got some foreign friends, as you well know, and some of those people send me that, you know, there's people overseas that think America's just one long episode of Miami Vice on every corner. You know what I mean? Gun fights and, and, yeah. and, and, and what I'm saying is when you come down here to the Ozarks, they're not on every corner, but they could be. Right. They could be. Without the quarter, without paying the quarter. Well, you know, without paying the quarter, that's exactly right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to segue. Most people that not know me very well or follow me at all sees all these custom cars and stuff I post over my brothers and my nephews, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got an old one-ton Chevrolet that I've had off and on. I've had, I had it in 2004, and I sold it to a guy in 05 or 06. And I bought it back in 2018. My transmission started acting up last year. Anyway, I got over my little my nephew's shop, and I was going over there to do something. Oh, I was going anyway. I was just I I was over there. And my brother says, "Hey, everything's unlocked." Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Just go in and get a. Uh, uh, I needed some some sockets, and I said, "You sure everything's unlocked?" He said, "Yeah, we're all you know. I'm here, and and 
and Tyler's over here. He's telling me where everybody was at. So sure enough, I pulled in the shop and all the doors are open. You know, and there's three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of cars sitting there. Right. And nobody's and nobody's there. There ain't nobody there. The fans blowing. You know, they got these big old floor fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I mean GM one blowers sitting there. Just just it got snap on toolboxes. Well, you couldn't steal the toolboxes because they'd take a crane. You know, I don't even know if Bobcat would pick them up. You'd have to have a high lift or something. So I go <laughs> over there and I'm looking for a T fifty socket. You know, saw a big star. And I open this top door of this toolbox, and there's a pistol laying there. Oh, my God. Okay. And I'm like, is that a... Yeah, that's a gun. So I get my socket out, and I go to close the door, and I thought, you know what? I got to see if it's loaded. You know, there's kids around here, and my brother's grandkids are here. You know what I mean? There's just... Just it's a little six hour three eighty one looks like a nineteen eleven but it's a three eighty anyway. <clears throat> sure, I so I pulled the mag out, clear the chamber. It wasn't one in the chamber. You know, it had the mag in it, but not one in the chamber. So then I separated the two, closed the drawer, and I thought, shit, I better go wipe it down. Now my fingerprints are on, <laughs> right? And I'm in every damn system there is. <laughs> And then I got to go back over there and I got this, I'm dripping sweat because it's a hundred degrees out here. You know what I mean? So I got to take this thing. The first thing I do is I grab the mag and I'm trying to wipe the mag down and I flip it in there because I don't put the mag back in the gun. And then I take the gun and I carefully wipe everything I think I can get. You know what I mean? And then I got to think, dude, my DNA is all over some bitch with all the sweat. <laughs> so I go to close by this time, my boy, my 13, 14, my eighth graders in there. Like, what and, are you doing? I, I thought he just... Well, he didn't, you know, he, he's, you know, I don't remember what he was looking at, wheels and tires, something like that. And I was trying to, I was closing the drawer, but at the same time, I was checking the situation on radar. I wonder if he's going to see this pistol there. <laughs> and as I'm going to close the door, he reaches in and goes, hey, that looks like a real gun and pulls it out. And I said, it is, buddy. And he goes, and I said, hold on, clear it. He clears it. And I said, and he can tell I was figure- kind of. Now you're talking about it. And he said, I just wanted to look at it. And I said, dude, now I'm going to wipe your fingerprints off. He goes, serious? And I said, yes, serious. <laughs> you know? Now, there was... A, there's so a all that's to say is there's an edginess that just, you just you'll realize that the, the people that are around at any given, some of them have soft skills and some of them don't, Right. But at any given time when you live down here in the country, it could be on, right? It could be on, whether you need to or not. I mean, I go to the store. Open carry is a big thing here. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all got it in Ohio? I, where they just carry their gun out in the open where you can see it? I get I mean, some people do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm in Walmart today, and some old fat guy had some kind of 38 and a not Uncle Mike's nylon holster. Looked like a drug behind a gravel truck for five miles. And... Anyway, I'm not going to judge. These are my people. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say is, is your son did the classic thing that my kids used to do as they went to grab something off of like in a store. Hey, I just want to look at that. And I'd be like, listen, you understand the, 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 the looking is with your eyes. Not Mm -hmm. you want to pick it up and grab it and touch it. Say it. Don't say you want to look at something. 
Because if you want to look at it, you just stand there with your hands behind your back and you can easily look at it. It's distinctly two different things. My girls would just look at me like, oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I think my calling's going to be before we switch gears and we talk about whatever you want to talk about. Because I don't remember what we said we were going to talk about. But I thought probably... you I thought you said you had a couple stories. I done forgot my stories, dude. I'm telling you, I'm living in the in the in a <laughs> in a in a world of. Uh, I was going to talk about JFK assassination, among other things. I saw that on your Twitter. Yeah, oh, I had to tweet that because hey, this guy says you know he knows what happened. I, which is great. Which, uh, well, what do you think? Do you think that? I mean, you read that story. Let me and, let me finish what I started to go. So, right, what I decided right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to open a I'm going to open some merch. The Ozark Apparel Company. Did you name it for me the other day? Ozark Apparel. Yeah. Okay, I got three or four things that 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 I'm going to try to put together, and and gun holster, <laughs> nylon <laughs> gun holster. I mean, there's gonna be no, you know what? I, real men just put it in their pocket, right? You don't need a holster; you just put it in your pocket. Or the waistband of your sweatpants. I yeah, or wherever. <laughs> I mean, if you even wearing sweatpants, I don't know. In your tubes, at the top of your tube socks. Yeah, you could <laughs> put two tube socks on there. I guess you know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this is what it, I think. If Lee Harvey Oswald, and maybe he had second thoughts. Have you ever been to the? But I have not. Deposit, I have not. Depository. No. Okay. Well, I just left. I just. I was just there in March, and I got the. I bought the tw- the whole conspiracy package from the guy on the street. I mean, I told you about the dude selling pamphlets and and. No, you didn't tell books. me. About oh, come on! I had to tell this when I came back, didn't I? No, no. You never told me that. So there's a guy selling a conspiracy. So conspiracy anyway, pack. you go down there. So this is what happens. You go down right. there. And I did a drive-by the night before. I'm trying to remember, and it was pretty empty. The first thing you think of, this building isn't very big. The school book depository. I, yes, I think okay. it's it's fourth floor, Max, because I think, did he shoot from the third floor or the fourth floor? Uh, There's just one more floor. floor above where he supposedly shot, right? So they say he shot from third, and there's four or they say he shot from fourth and there's five. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's not very old redstone walk up. And it's probably, you know, if I was in my office, cause I'm in my kid's room, cause they're in there playing Xbox. Uh, I could probably Google Earth best measure it, but across the front of this office building is probably. He was on the sixth. He was on the sixth floor. Okay. So then there's seven floors. Maybe it's a little taller. Anyway, but the building's not imposing whatsoever. And it's about 120 by, let's just say 120 square. So compared to the giant buildings that we have in like downtown Cincinnati now, it ain't a very big building, right? Mm -hmm. It's like just like your average old-fashioned post office from the 50s. Okay. But when he comes up the street, so what happens is if you're on in his window that he supposedly shot at, okay, out, because you can you can sit there in the window and see 
you know what I mean? The window they say he shot out of. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this motorcade look. So imagine you're sitting on the block. You're at the you're at what I'm going to call the T intersection. Right. So mm-hmm. in front you have a street go up, a street going right to left, and then you have another one that goes from your left shoulder behind you, past your left shoulder. Into into forever in front. Does that make sense? So that's where you're at. You're at that corner, looking out. There's a there's another city street a block away. You know how big a block is. City mm-hmm. block. Well, the president's limousine came from out of his view. Okay. Now use your left hand. Hold your left hand up here by your eyes, so you know what I'm talking about. All the ones I got, you to, okay? I, I got it. I got so it. So you can't see the president's limousine because there's a building over there. But yep. then it comes, and then it comes out that street. The motorcycles are in front of it. It comes out that street, and now it comes like it's going to run right into you for an entire city block. Yep. But when it gets right down here at your feet, they make a left turn, which is to your right. Yep. And they go in front of the building and in and, and down this little hill. And he didn't shoot the guy until so when you're looking at this thing, from my standpoint, okay. Why wouldn't you shoot him coming at you? You could have shot a thousand of him coming right on you, right down the street, yep. straight on. Okay. Or but took wait, or at least huh? taking two or at least taking two or three shots, and if you missed him. He still has to keep going. I don't think. Yes, your lead. There wouldn't have been no lead at all because you're shooting almost straight into him. Because he's coming right down the street. There's a little cosine angle, but not much, right? So, so they say that he waited until he went away down past the grassy knoll. Now there's a bunch of trees and stuff there now, and I don't know if they were there or not. I ran out in the street. They got the X marked on the street where he got shot. So when you're in this window, you're looking out there and you say, "Okay, that's where he got a hit." And I'm telling you. It was like he waited till the last possible second to shoot him. So did he have second thoughts the whole time and then just hurry up and shoot before he gets away? Because they say he shot two or three times. I don't know. Well, didn't it, Well, isn't there the whole theory about the grassy knoll, the grassy knoll and, and even that he was when he got to that point, he was in a triangle, right? Like where there was people, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, and, 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 and hey, and this whole thing from the from Lee Harvey Oswald up in that window. Well, I think from the window to where he's hits only seventy yards, and you know how big seventy yards is. Mm-hmm. So the grassy knoll, the street he's turning down is a two lane. Same direction street. Okay. So what's that? 20 feet across? Eh, two 10-foot lanes. Two yeah, 11, 12-foot lanes and 25 feet across. So he's got... So I guess what I'm saying is this whole kill box is 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 little. I mean, when he's coming down the street, when the president's coming down the street, there's some dudes out there with bow and arrows that could have made that shot with a bow. I know a hundred people, my little brother that listens to this, I think, 
I guarantee you he could have been on the grassy knoll and hit the president with his bow when he was going across his bow because the only thing there is he's in one lane of the street, a sidewalk, it's probably six, eight feet. You know, you got a curb and a gutter, two foot, four foot of sidewalk, that's six foot. The grassy knoll from top to bottom ain't 40 feet. So it's basically Nolan Ryan could have stood there behind the fence and hit him with the fastball. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I couldn't <laughs> believe because when you watch the video and you watch these things, you think, well, this is some kind of big, big, you know, that it took some talent or yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't Maybe it did take some talent because I, I mean, I shot three rounds of skeet on Saturday, which is a whole nother story. And I was missing stuff from 10 feet. But um, anyhow, uh, so you take the tour, you go up there. It, it's a cool museum. It's well worth, I mean, it's just absolutely well worth it. If nothing else, to look at all the black and white photos that were taken of what downtown Dallas looked like back then versus what downtown Dallas looks like now. And when you get down, you walk down, and and there is there is panhandlers down there. And there's dozens of people. On the grassy knoll. The grassy knoll ain't even grassy knoll. It's a dirt knoll because it's got so many foot traffic. Right? Yeah. So there's people everywhere. And, and amongst on the corners is dudes selling newspapers. You know, you can buy an exact copy of the newspaper that day. You can buy. So they start out with that. Would you like a copy for $2, a copy of the newspaper that was sold that day? And maybe he does. Maybe, of course, you know, my wife didn't want to buy nothing, but my daughter wanted to buy everything. So I, so there was a, there was an old black man with camouflage, like old camo BDUs selling. And he's got a, he's got a basket full of, of printed material he's trying to sell. So he was the he was the most disheveled seller. So I decided I'd I'd, I'd say, "What are you selling there, Mister?" He says, "Well, so he starts with this two dollar newspaper, and then, but for three dollars more, you can get this and for this, and it goes to where for I think it was ten or fifteen dollars, and you had a copy of the newspaper. You had this this almost like a you know, 30 or 40 page printed book with autopsy photos and diagrams and never before, you know, something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and it was all in this plastic sleeve, right? And it was a better deal. So I said, so he's starting to show, and I said, just what's the biggest package? And he says, this one for 15 and I pulled out a 20 and I said here keep the change and me and my daughter spent you know I mean it's in my office should we just my daughter spent hours looking at all this stuff and it's got all these conspiracy theories it's got I think it's got a couple pages written about um uh who made the movie JFK oh Oliver Stone Oliver Stone yeah so you know it's got Oliver Stone's you know it's like a compilation of all the all the theories right and uh but i you know i started to go off track there and i caught myself i wanted the biggest package tell me what the biggest package is i told you about buying the balloons in india right <laughs> no what i don't know i don't know if you did or not the so balloons and then 
Okay. Yes. So I go to India, <laughs> Mumbai, India, and I get the driver and I'm, I'm shortening this up, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm losing fans. I got people, I get hate mail or people say, dude, you just meander and, and how come you never have guests on? And I say, cause nobody wants to come on. And they said, well, listen to yourself. Do you blame them? So, uh, by the, for the record, nobody's ever said that, but go ahead. So anyway, we, I get a car from the hotel. I'm down there at the, what's it called? The gateway to India, the gateway to, you know what? It, it, it looks like the Ark the Triumph, but it's at the gateway. It's out on the coast of the Indian ocean. Uh, I'm looking up right now. You mean the, the big, um, Temple or whatever. Um, the it's uh, kind of not Taj too far Mahal? from the, the gateway of India, right here. Are you looking at the, the Taj Mahal is, or something? Yeah, it's about two blocks from that. The gateway okay. of India is an arch monument built in the early 20th to the city of Mumbai. It was erected to commemorate the landing of King Emperor George the Tenth, the first Britain monarch to visit India in 1911. Okay, well, this picture doesn't do it justice. Have you seen any of those? Pictures of the Sri Lanka riots lately? No. Is okay. that no? Anyway, so there's a picture. If you Google it up and you look at it and you think, oh, that's kind of cool, and it's kind of cool. But put ten, put three thousand beggars in there, right? I like human pigeons. And when you are, as an American, when you get out of that car, and I know people are going to call me racist or whatever they're going to call me, right? But when you get out of that car, they attack you begging, you know? Well, in amongst all that, there's these dudes selling shit too. And these guys <laughs> have these big old, you know, I don't even know what you'd call them. Well, these guys got these giant balloons that are about, I don't know, the as big as the giant medicine ball, right? Okay. And they've got this Indian print on them like a, like a, what are the rugs called? Not the cashmere rugs, that's a sweater. What's what's the rugs called? Oh, gosh. The, you um, know what I'm talking about. Okay, yes. so I was with some people that spent thousands of dollars on rugs, and I wasn't going to spend per, the Persian rugs. Yes, so they've got them filled with helium, so they blow up. And anyway, I said, "Hey, dude, I need a, those. I need some balloons. Like, I'm gonna buy my kids these balloons. They're gonna dig it, right?" And because uh, I bought my daughter, I bought my daughter a bunch of fake jewelry. <laughs> oh, wait a second, you're gonna buy balloons that were already blown up? No. This deal, they're selling him. He's got him in his pouch right there. Okay. okay. And he's showing you the display model. So okay. he sells me a pack of balloons for, I don't remember. I think I paid him in euros. Because a lot of these places will take everything, right? Euros, dollars. Like right now, you can spend dollars everywhere because dollars are strong. So I buy these balloons, and a minute or two later, I'm walking, and next. Indian grabs me and says, hey, you want to buy some balloons? I said, I just bought some. No, you bought the little ones. And I said, huh? And he said, you bought the little ones. And then he pulls out a bag of balloons, and it's notably bigger than my bag of balloons. And I asked the dude, I said, these big enough? He said, oh, yeah, you put air, they expand, and you put air in them. So dude's got a set of balloons that looks twice as big as my balloon as they're deflated in this clear plastic package. 
And he said, if you give me them and 10 euros, you can, I'll trade you, trade you up for the bigger balloons. <laughs> and I said, fuck it. Why not? Right. You're going to have to pause that. Out. Anyway. So, <laughs> so I get these balloons, dude, and I'm not making this up. I mean, I didn't walk another 50, 75 feet. Different Indian dude grabs me and says, will you buy some balloons? I said, I just got them. He said, I got the big ones. And he said, I said, I just got the big ones. He goes, no, you got the medium ones. And they're telling me this in this Prince George British accent, you know? And I'm like, are you shitting me? Let me see your balloons, dude. And he pulls the balloons. And then I can see the second guy is standing there watching this interaction. Now, wasn't he coming down to argue that his balloons are bigger than the other guy's? Now, he was staying back to see what, no, he's seeing if I could upgrade, because <laughs> that's part of the scam. They're all in on it. Of course, of course. And I said, fuck your big balloons, dude. And he said, don't you want the big ones for your, you know, whatever, whatever. And I said, yes, I do. So I, but I said, I'll give you five. And so, so I ended up giving five euros in my medium balloons for that. And I said, and then. I kind of not really grabbed my arm. I said, come here. And I waved to the other guy and he came over there and he goes, I don't know this guy. And I said, I don't care if you know each other. I said, but I'm going to tell you something here. Okay. When you see a 250 pound, six foot three American dude walking through here, that just, uh, that wants the big balloon, just tell him it's 25 freaking euros or whatever you need and selling the big balloons. You ain't got to do all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't process that. They were like, "What? What? What? What all crap?" And I said, "You all the whole scam that you you know the shell game where you got to get more money, more money, more money. Just sell me the big freaking balloons, dude." <laughs> and of course, I got this. I got this agent with me who's making a big deal out of me getting scammed. She's getting a good humor out of it, right? Because because. You know, she's just getting a big scam out of it. <laughs> and I said, you think I'm getting scammed? She said, yeah. And I said, well, you keep giving money for these women to buy, you know, what they want to do is they, they, so they walk around with these babies and they try to get you to buy formula for the baby. You know, like her, they kept walking up to her and this other girl agent that I was there with to, hey, buy some formula for my baby. And she said, no, I see the baby. And I said, watch her. She takes the money. We watch her sell some other American tourist. She takes the money, walks up to these people. Hey, can you give me, you know, I need money for my starving baby. And, you know, these people give them whatever they give them. Five euros, 10 euros, something. And then what happens is you can watch her bring it over. I call it the pimp. Bring it over to pimp. And he takes the money from her. She walks around with the baby still hungry. Never buys the baby nothing to eat. You know, he's still taking his nose <laughs> And he's still naked. And you got this prop baby walking around begging for more money so they can bring him back to the pimp. I said, at least I got freaking balloons. So so what's worse, paying the quarter to go into Juarez, Mexico, or twenty five? Well, I never see no balloons. beggars Juarez. But you know, hey, I'm gonna mention my dear old dad on this podcast. He warned me when I told him I was going to India. He said, hey, when you're down there to beggars, don't feel bad about smacking them, getting them away because they're going to steal from you. They're going to be begging. I'm like, smacking them? And he's like, it's the only way to get them. And, I, and, and we did this. We did this, I don't know what they do now. And, and, but in that days, we did these pre-trip deals where you 
do the, the security briefs and some other shit. So in the pre-brief, I said something. I said, well, my dad said that we should just smack him. <laughs> smack him? What do you mean? I said, apparently all these beggars are going to be on us. And don't <laughs> feel bad about smacking them. Getting them back, like, you know, just like you'd kick, you know, like you're going to have to slop the hogs and they're all coming after you. You got to kick a few of them. Get them back. And they looked, they thought I was just terrible until they got there. Until you spend a few days there and you realize <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you ain't, in, I don't want to say America anymore, but you ain't American no more. You're in the, you're out there in the world when you're over there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.